huge announcement yeah. from the rock corner, dude. We got our first sponsor. Oh, dump them out. When people say, oh, you have to be consistent. No, no, no. It's like part of the job description. Yep. To be authentic is to be vulnerable enough to share your shit. This doesn't have to be everything that you just love, your personal brand. It can yeah. be things that you dislike. Mm -hmm. It can be things that piss you off, like Chipotle and people keying your car and right. stuff like that. Right. You know? Your personal brand is I bring this energy on set. Yep. I am fun and this is who I am and I'm presenting that to everyone on set and they're like, that guy was great. Let's hire him for another thing. These like 50 plus year old men bullied me into not making <laughs> another fucking YouTube video. You're never going to get hate from someone who's doing better than you. People totally. only hate mm -hmm. us. Spielberg's yeah. not going to go comment on your, no. on your like, video. This YouTube video is not well directed. <laughs> going off of people not caring about you as much as you think they do, you also have to give people a reason to care. The less you show up, the better the product needs to be. Absolutely, dude. You can't make one video a month yep. and it'd be mid. The topography there, there's a lot of like um, plateaus. I just see Braden, you know? <laughs> just on them, dude. Welcome back to episode 81 of the 505 podcast. Woo. Very special one today, dude. Oh, give, yeah. me, give me the one head crack. Start me off quick. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Here, let me dude. show you how to do it, guys. Oh, my That's God. That's how you do it. Dude, oh, that was insane. That was good. Is, 97. Like, you know in Flip Cup, when you don't get on your first try, yes. you just never get it, yep. and everyone's like, oh, Chase, you got to get better. It's not going to happen today. <laughs> I don't even know if I could be able to do it. Oh, God. Just put it down. Yeah, yeah that was really... I've never failed that hard. Oh, shit. Fuck, dude. Oh, God. Oh, Dent oh, but Dent Dent City, dude. Oh, what's worse? Was, you know, what's worse? <laughs> oh, double Dent. Double oh, Dent. shit. 3-1, dude. I'd rather just take my DQs so no one can see Didn't the I rank. have those yeah. Dents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, it's good to have you back, though. No, oh, good to be back. Thank Christ. God you're back. Yeah, thank God I'm back. We missed you so much. We didn't know if you were coming back. Yeah, I didn't know if I was coming back either. That was like the most anxious I've ever been to actually die for a while. And I know that sounds so fucking ridiculous, but like by the numbers. So we did the Kalalau Trail with like my buddies who, dude, it started off as like, let's do a fun camping trip every year. And they're just like so intense and they're so fucking like physically fit. Like they have like 12 abs, both of them. Like both the guys, Ben and Jacob that like kind of like, and Charlie does it too, but Jesus Christ, dude. So we all go, there's eight of us, fucking great group of dudes, but it's like the hike is 22 miles of just pure elevation. So it's like, you're either going almost straight up or almost straight down the whole time. The only flat part is the terrifying part, mile seven, which is a mile stretch where you're just like on a ledge. So like I got one hand holding the cliff and then like putting one foot in front of the other basically for like a mile, just trying not to fall off. It's like 600 fucking feet. I thought it was like hundred feet and I was like, Doing the math, I was like, I could probably survive that. And then Charlie, like the day of, he's like, you know, it's like 600 feet. You keep saying 100 feet in the video. It's, it's actually 600. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, we did it somehow. And then we were on the beach for four days, just lived it up. The only dangerous shit was when I got back. I had a big tuna sandwich to celebrate and just puked and shit my guts out for like five days. Dude. You were down bad. I was down so bad. We, was, you missed a pod. Yeah, I missed a pod just being like, ugh. I was, I mean, dude, I was one or two, couldn't tell you. It was all three, basically. Oh, but we celebrated an amazing birthday. Yes, yeah. yes. And thanks for coming, Let's guys. Go. It was really fun. Dude, thank God you were like feeling better for your birthday. Like, good enough. Dude, I was yeah. kind of faking it, but I like, I got through it. After, dude, after everyone's like, should we go out? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to like get, make a pizza and go to bed. Yeah. yeah I passed out like You're probably p. also pretty sad that you lost in spike ball to me and Brayden. I did, huh? dude. And my, so that my, ate away at him. Dude, it, it really ate at me, dude. <laughs> My buddy Sam is, he's like the most athletic person I've ever met, but he never played spike ball. So he's a little confused. And I was like, Sam, I've never seen you like not 
completely dominate a sport. It was very confusing for me. For never having played before, he, he was, was really good. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like he went to like Junior Olympics and skiing, and like like he's so fucking good at sports. And I just I've never seen him not crush a sport. Just not good enough. And you, you know? guys are great. That's the thing I forgot. I was like, yeah. God, they're fucking good. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So um, so fun though. It's dude. such a good game. I don't feel like I'm the most competitive person, but spike ball brings it out. Spike ball and like little things that I actually think I'm good at is when I'm like most competitive. Like, you are. I'm not, co- I'm not competitive at things that I don't think I'm that good at. But like when it comes to spike ball, I'm like, I'm pretty nice at spike and ball. Like, let's go. You guys are kind of like thunder and lightning as a team. Because Brayden's like big, you know, yells. He goes, boom, and he hits it really far. And it's like, ah. But then Kosas is like running over and just like tapping it. You know, and it's like both are frustrating in their own kind of way. And then Chloe and Kat are like, just feel like you're diving for like no reason like you don't, really don't get it dude. no dedication that's to the, the most fun part is that you're diving no dedication to the game dude i still like sand it on oh my me god my scalp like... dude <laughs> yeah. yeah it's literally just sand look at, you can just look at it just sand everywhere i love it did you get some good photos when you were on your trip did i got a lot of photos and i got a video that i'll be posting um today i know this will probably come out after but you should check it out it's on my page um also wish chase a happy birthday yeah. in the comments thanks guys appreciate it, it. 28 which is too old dude. dude how's that feel too old. welcome to the club i feel like i'm way older than brayden now you know what i mean <laughs> i always felt like a little older than brayden now but i feel now like i'm like way older 28 yeah. too close to 30 yeah i don't like it you're 28 right yeah yeah fucking sucks. what else did you shoot on the trip so a lot of photos some photos i'm really happy about i was ripping in the um the yeah, black pro mist so i had the uh the r6 that i own i love that camera i bought like i'm is what i did i made a poor man's like a q2 basically oh yeah because i was looking at coasters i was like that's dope but I also have all these Canon lenses already. So I bought an R6 body, two grand Facebook marketplace from this kid that did not know how to use it. Did not know how much it was worth either, which is sick. Um, 35 millimeters, just it for sure. locked prime, you know, prime lens 1.8. And then I got like a little black promist, one quarter promist on there. And then a two to five ND so I can shoot video. The only thing is I don't like C-Log 3. It's like too colored. So like it's hard to like bring the color down enough. So I feel like all the shit looks a little poppy, but I still really like it. Maybe that's your style. Um, Maybe that's my style now. Yeah, I convinced myself it is. And I'm like, no, this is just who I am, dude. <laughs> what card did you rip? Dude, I have a Lexar V60 128. No, two of them. Dual threat, baby. Dual threat. Yeah. You were using Lexar? Yeah, those are sick, dude, because the thing about memory cards, right? If you don't got them, you're just taking mental photos, you know? <laughs> you're just taking it, you're trying to remember it as hard as you can. <laughs> And that's why I fucking love memory cards, dude, especially Lexar. Let's get into it, dude. Huge, huge announcement yeah. from the Rock Corner, dude. We got our first sponsor. Woo! Oh, dump them out. Oh, oh my God. Oh, they sent so I mean, much they stuff. sent us a ton. I mean, come on. One for everybody. And dude. you get a Lexar card and you get a Lexar <laughs> right. card, dude. Holy Take shit. one. We got 128s. Oh, 256s. This is cool. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, these I got a 320 cards. over here, dude. When we had the red, dude, they went up these would have been fucking so nice. Shout out, Joey in the entire team over at Lexar memory. I mean, we've, we've gotten set up and they, they really have bought into our vision and they see everything that we're doing. They want to be a part of this show. So shout out to Lexar, their whole team. I mean, I'm in the rocks. We couldn't do this without you guys. Yeah. It's also cool. Cause like, I, like I was saying, I literally use Lexar. Like, so I was shooting all the stuff and I've all the personal stuff I shoot, I shoot on my R6 and then I got home and you guys were telling me like Lexar sponsors the pod. And I'm like, Oh my fucking God. 
And then I look, I'm like, what memory cards do I use? Lexar. And you know why? Because <laughs> yeah. they fucking rock. I, I remember I was like, oh yeah, I read an article, like what was the best memory card I could get for this camera? It was a Lexar. And that's why I bought two of them. And they fucking rock. And now they are here, which is so cool. It's amazing. I've been using one on the ZV-1 for the last, I think, six months that I've had it. I've, I've been using the 128V90 because, so these different memory cards have different capabilities. So like right. you, if you have a V60, it's not as capable as yeah. like the V90 cards. A little rock to boulder. Yes, thing. exactly. Yeah. So if you're a little rock, the v60 might be your speed but if you're a bigger rock and you want that 4k 60 4k 120 you should be looking at the v90 cards and they got they got readers dude i mean they got storage if you need they even know what the hell this is what is this yeah i know i like that thing oh usb drive oh for oh usb oh, drive for micro usb and oh, regular your drones you're kidding your dude so if you're a drone persona this is for you dude but yeah i'm a big lexar dude they saw what we were doing with the pod and they're like we want to be a part of it and now we get to like basically have them as a partner to like help us do more with the pod, yeah. which I'm excited about. And it makes sense because because it's actually a product that we use, like we've been hit up by other brands. Right. And like, we're not gonna promote you guys something that we don't actually use that's bullshit. Right, like I, I keep my bush <laughs> long, dude. <laughs> I do. Like in the jungle, you need it to, for protection. So like <laughs> said no to them. <laughs> don't need it, don't use it, you know? We really did, we really said no to because yeah. we're waiting for something that we actually use on the trail <laughs> fucking lacks our memory baby which is true i'm not even bullshitting at all it's 100 fact dude oh, they incredible. are they're creator backed man they are they got some of the biggest rocks in the space are shooting on lexar yes. and partnered with them and so I'm, I'm excited to see where these next six to 12 months go but right now Go to the fucking link in the bio, yeah. dude. Go right down there. And if you're looking for a memory card, you got to remember that first one you got, you need a backup. You need a backup. Got to have a backup memory and card. A lot of and cameras, the backup needs a backup. And the good cameras have two slots now. Yeah. So double, double down. Like I'm trying to find a way to like sneak these with no one seeing it on video for myself. You yeah, know, we can make that happen. Right. I but think I'm, we have enough yeah. on the table to give you a couple. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We got even, we could even kid out Keon who's oh, not here. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, the kid's he might been, need some. Kid's been shooting just on the air. Like, right, they, right. You just, just dry taking firing. Me, taking yeah, the photos. Shooting <laughs> shoot blanks. So, yeah, shooting blanks. So, we're going to get him two Lexar cards. So, he's stocked up in, in the quarter. But I'm excited. And seriously, none of this is possible without you guys sharing the videos, liking the videos, commenting on the videos. And, you know, tell your mom and let her know that we're shooting on Lexar. I also I'll think. The reason they wanted to work with us is because like we have a pretty strong personal brand when it comes into the photo video space and oh. we want to tell you guys I how you can also create a super strong bulletproof personal brand we got some mm. awesome information for you so like let's get into it come let's get on into it. baby give it to me dude so i also think it's it's interesting to note before we start talking about personal brands that consistency is a word that you hear people say all the time like oh how do i build my personal brand oh you have to be consistent and after last night doing all this research and thinking about this podcast in particular i don't think that when people say, oh, you have to be consistent. No, 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 it's like part of the job description. Yep. So if you want to be a personal brand and you want to have people watch your social media stuff, consistency is just a part of the job description. It is no longer just like, oh, I have to be, con no, 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 it is it is the thing. You have to be consistent. You can't say it. I have an inconsistent personal brand. That's just, it's not a thing. Exactly. I also think along with consistency, it's the frequency in which you post and also consistency throughout your entire avatar. So like consistency, um, through, you know, like the fonts that you use, the colors that you use, things that make up your personal brand throughout 
every different social channel that you have, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, your website, whatever it may be, has you have to like live and breathe your personal brand consistently. And I think we're seeing a big shift like five, six, 10 years ago, influencers were a huge portion of like why people were buying stuff and they still are. But I think that it's shifting from people no longer want to just see like, oh, you know, that dude is winning all the time. Like they want to see more substance or mm-hmm. like they, they don't know. They no longer want to just see, oh, this this girl is just posting the same specific photo every single day. Right. And that's all we're getting. Like they want more substance. They want to learn more about you. What do you buy? What do you do? What are you about? Like, what are your values? Like, who are you actually? Exactly. You know? Also, something that's coming more to the forefront over the last couple of years is creator led businesses Mm. like you were saying the influencer stuff you're promoting brands that was like a big thing that was happening you know 10 years ago when influencer marketing first came to the forefront but as creators are building their personal brands that leads you to be able to create brands that are creator back that like you create yourself as a creator um which is something that we kind of want to like open your guys's mind to like you see the mr beast the logan paul starting prime mr beast burgers all that kind of stuff but um we want you guys to think about creating brands to be able to not just trade your time for money and be able to monetize yourselves in other ways. It's also crazy because the creator economy in 2023 is worth $250 billion. Is that with a B? With a B, dude, which is so crazy. Isn't that like, that's like a third of commercial banking fucking in in 2023 which is crazy which is so ridiculous that is so much money and there's so much value and like you can take this you can literally get on the rocket ship and take it all the way to the moon yeah and i think what's amazing about the side of your personal brand is there's no limit to it so you can go Mm -hmm. as big or as small as you want to think in your brain you're like okay i could i could open up like a little coffee shop or you could open up like the biggest coffee shop known to mankind and have it across like 50 states so i think that uh, the possibilities are really endless with this stuff and it just depends on the vision that you see for yourself and like what it is that you want to go after. Uh, it's also important to note too that all of these people that we're going to talk about in today's episode, none of them were just overnight successes. These are not, you know, kids that are selling a dropshipping course that have never ever dropshipped. Yeah, fuck those kids. It, yeah, fuck those guys. But that that is very common in our space and I think that you see a lot of people having great success with this. They've done the thing. They've learned about it. They've taught other people how to do it. It, not just hey let me you know let me buy this one book and i'm now right. an expert i'm they're actively practicing and actively learning from these things and then sharing their trials and struggles with you i think one random thing that just popped into my brain as a guy who i think has a really cool brand is minted new york um yeah you know so he's, he has this awesome brand i'm told what's his name i don't remember but he's sick yeah okay minted new york it's a great brand in new york whatever but he is documenting his process as an entrepreneur and showing you oh like my shipping messed up this week hey i can't get my orders out to you guys on friday because this happened and so he's being so um transparent with the people that are buying his stuff that it makes you want to support him even more you're like god i love this like the, sh- the jacket is $200, not because he wants to profit off of us, because that's how much the zippers cost and that's how yeah, much this cr- right. this fabric costs and he's showing you exactly how he's making it. So you have the opportunity with your personal brand to build in public. And I think that's very interesting because people can buy into, just like this podcast, You've, you guys have seen it from zero to 81. We were starting out with a mic that wasn't even a legit mic. Right. Oh, I forgot about you that. You know, and yeah, like yeah. You, you guys have seen this growth of maybe we were horrible communicators episode one, but now at 81, we flow so well we know all these things about each other so it's going to be a process but it's not something that is this huge mountain you just have to take little baby steps and you guys are eventually going to get there i also think going off of that point and we're going to get into the specific people later but like the big dogs in the space 
They have a whole machine Mm -hmm. around them. They have a whole team helping them create content. And I think it can be a little daunting or discouraging if you see someone or you see someone be like, yo, you got to be posting 17 times a day. It's like, well, I got a full-time job and maybe you got kids and all that kind of stuff. But like, if you can just show up consistently enough to show up the next day as well, I think that's how you should go about it. Yeah. And so there's this book that we we sourced for this specific podcast. Her name is Jessica Zwieg. It's called Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. So it's all about personal brand. A lot of the stuff we're going to reference today is by Jessica. You should Mm -hmm. totally go buy her book. We're going to link it from Amazon in the description because it is jam-packed with information. We're going to give you some spark notes today, but please go support her. She's made an amazing book that I think you guys will really find helpful. Hell yeah. But now we're going to get into it. The big thing that you hear about personal brand is you got to be authentic. You got to be authentic. And it's like, well, what the fuck does that even mean? I feel like it's almost just like a buzzword, Right. right? But to be authentic is to be vulnerable enough to share your shit. And it can be really Mm -hmm. scary to to share yourself on the internet. And oftentimes you look at other people and seems like it's just their highlight reel, like, oh, they don't have anything going bad in their life. But I feel like the people that you connect with the most and who have the strongest personal brands are the ones who share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, they share it all. Um, So Jessica shares, everyone is dealing with shit and you never know who is dealing with the same shit as you. The more willing you are to reveal your shit, the more opportunity do you have to create true brand affinity. People listen to you because they can see themselves in you. When you're real, you become accessible. People resonate with your content because you are, in fact, just like them. And I was thinking about this. I really like that. You can almost relate it to stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. right? Is like a good joke is super specific and relatable. It has to be like completely like about yourself. And usually like there's pretty self-deprecating, which again is like just pure self-awareness, right? Like you can't be self-deprecating if you don't really know yourself and then know yourself so well that you can either make fun of it or like if you're a creator, you know, like show that and express that in a form that you can share with people. Yeah, and it, it's it's not something, this doesn't have to be everything that you just love, your personal brand. It can yeah. be things that you dislike. Mm-hmm. It could be things that piss you off. like. Chipotle and people keying your car and right, stuff like that. Right. You know? so, <laughs> not cool, guys. Not sick, not cool, but you got to be able to talk about those things. And I, I think that when you start to dive into everything that you enjoy, that's what really makes you unique. Like I, I think back to the portion of my personal brand that I was putting out in college. It was strictly around lifting weights. It was a completely different persona. I was right. being like this fake, uh, it's like almost like a Logan Paul-esque character sure. of trying to be outwardly funny and make jokes or whatever. And it just wasn't me. Yeah. And so after sitting with all these thoughts and putting all these videos, I was able to just like sit down and be like, is this you? Mm-hmm. Who's the person you're trying to portray? Like, why? Why are you trying to portray that poor person? And going back to your point, like it, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. No, and Land I, the plan. I also think that <laughs> I also think that sharing things, yeah, not only that you're good at and yeah, making sure it's actually you. Like who is the person I'm trying to portray? That person should be you. There's yes. one answer to that. Yeah. And there's also things that like may not be your best, but like it could be something that you deal with. Like Dan Mace like made videos about anxiety mm-hmm. and he would film things in a way that like expressed anxiety visually and it was really fucking relatable and i was really touched by it as someone that deals with anxiety and like you never know who's dealing with what and like how you can 
relate that to someone. So like, yeah, just share like who you are and like, yeah, sometimes you have to figure that out. Like I'm still figuring out who I am. You know, your boy goes to therapy, tries to get better at it. But like the more you know about yourself, the more authentic you can truly be, which is really helpful for creating art. Absolutely. A realization that I had um, about myself recently is most of my personal brand online and the content that I create revolves around photography and video, which is great because I have a niche, but I realized that I'm not sharing a hundred percent of who I am. Granted, there's going to be things that you want to keep offline, definitely. But there's right. more things that I'm interested in um, than just photo video. I mean, I've gotten more into fitness recently. Trying um, his best. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you got to get into yeah, it to get you know? good at it. Exactly. So, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Testing the water. I Test went on water. a run yesterday, man. Picking the feet. One mile, nine thirty pace, and I have a blister on my right pinky hey, baby, toe. You and it's all he was good, doing it dude. backwards. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You running all, backwards? We all start somewhere. Yeah, something like that. But anyways, um, running just mental, dude. It's so fucking mental. <laughs> it's so it really is. But oh, that's God. a realization that I had. Is like I want to bring more of myself, um, and not just be two-dimensional online i want to you know bring in you know all the things that i'm interested in and um one of that more so is just the fitness stuff so mm-hmm. you guys are going to see more and of dude, me getting big dude. do the cooking stuff dude. yeah you're so good cooking at with cooking Costas? yeah yeah i, would I love watching your cooking stuff. i would watch that and, yeah and i learn stuff yeah yeah chef yeah exactly <laughs> exactly dude <laughs> um okay another thing along the lines of authenticity is it should not be used as a strategy to grow online. Yeah, that's gross. So something that Jessica talks about is true authenticity is born in the integration of your online and offline presence at the intersection of what you are doing and who you are being. People don't do business with a logo, they do business with people. You see this as like the like the apology videos on mm-hmm. YouTube, right? Where they're the YouTubers oh like God. they fucked up and they're crying and you're like you're just doing that for yep. like views and try it's, to be like, quote unquote, authentic and real online. It's sick, dude. It's really disgusting. And it's and it, and it fucks with people's perception of the world. And it like, it's a, if you're thinking like my brand is authenticity, it's like your brand, like that's kind of inconsistent. Like it should just be like, this is who I am. Totally. Yeah. The boom done. I also think that we're as creators, you're in the service industry. So mm-hmm. when people go to hire you at a job, they're not hiring the work. They're hiring a portion of the work, but they're like they're deciding if they can hang out and stand being with you for extended periods of time. And I've realized this even more recently, especially in like the advertising space. People are bouncing around constantly. They're constantly leaving their jobs, constantly going to new places. And the way that they get those jobs is by friends of friends or direct friends of like, oh, hey, we worked on that one project. I loved hanging out with you. You were cool. Let me pop like this job open up. Would you be interested in it? And so a lot of it ends up being like, oh, I met this person, loved hanging out with them. Oh, they happen to make pretty decent work right i'm gonna hire them like that this is a person that we want to go with this is our forefront person and that's constantly happening every job and i like that a lot because it's you're saying that your personal brand doesn't have to be only online you know like your personal brand is i bring this energy on set i am fun and this is who i am and i'm presenting that to everyone on set and they're like that guy was great let's hire him for another thing or like whatever and i think that's really important to like think about how you're perceiving your and like showing off yourself yeah and it's terrifying in the beginning to just put yourself out on the internet right. when i was 12 i had a youtube sure. fish youtube channel nice mr oc coral man sick it's it still up now it's off name. the internet um and i remember i posted my first little tank video tank was empty mm-hmm. just uh, you know just roasted sure. in the comments yeah 
daddy's money and uh, like right. all, i'm like dude it's just a fish tank bro right. you guys are tripping right now right but these like 50 plus year old men bullied me into not making <laughs> another fucking youtube video and i'll never forget it it was yeah. like scarring to see like these mean comments i'm like bro i'm literally 12 i don't even know what what's going on right and um and, and so i think that that was like my first stab at the internet and i just immediately was like goodbye like i can't do this right now i need to grow up a little bit and even in college like when i started making the fitness youtube stuff uh, i was literally making those videos for the younger fig like the mm -hmm. little skinny fig mm -hmm. who got you know super jacked and <laughs> and i was trying to help the, the kids who were trying to get fit you know right and so but anytime you end up putting yourself out there on the internet no matter how many people fuck with you and love the stuff you're doing there is going to be some people that hate on you and we have this saying at the lakers whenever we post something doesn't matter what it is 25 percent of the people are going to hate it hate it doesn't matter yep. what it is 25 percent of that audience will hate it and be rude and mean and those comments always come first because the noise yeah. is always loudest from the trolls right so if you ever are making content on the internet and some people are being rude whatever there's usually good with the bad yep and the bad usually shines the brightest because people just flock to negativity uh and so really be conscious of that and try to not let that stuff get under your skin because the only opinion at the end of the day that does matter is your own you know I also think you're never gonna get hate from someone who's doing better than you. You're like people totally. only hate up. <laughs> totally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is like, stay down there, dog. Spielberg's yeah. not gonna go comment on your, no, on your like, video. This YouTube video is not well directed. <laughs> no. Shut up, Steven. So if you can, rem yeah, if you can, That's so true. <laughs> Seriously, you know yeah. they'll never, dude. You're never. Every little mean comment on the pod is some kid with like no profile photo and. No, and just zero and zero. It's yep. just like, a, a, a I'm like, where do you live, dude? What basement are you coming out of to like type right. this comment? Or like an ex-girlfriend's friend. Fucking three-star review, dude. Dude, um, going off of getting hate, I got hate in high school for being on Teens React. I would get teased in high school being like, oh, Coast is from Teens React, da 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 and then like the same people who are like teasing you are then being like, yo, can you throw me on your fucking right, Instagram dude. and tag me, dude? I'm trying to get some followers. It's like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> right, dude. dude. So Stop stupid. trying to get my clout, dude, dog. Yeah. Speaking of me, the next comment or the next thing Kosas has on the document just says no one cares about you. And it doesn't say Chase afterwards, but I still took it pretty hard. <laughs> just reading that. I was like, oh, okay. Good reminder, dude. All caps. Sick. <laughs> Rude. No, but basically I think it's saying that like, it's scary to be vulnerable online, but like, look, people don't care that much what you're doing. If you feel like it is cool and it, it is a part of you and you care about it, that's fucking great. And people will like it and people will enjoy it. And if you're nervous about people like shitting on you, people just like, they're not living their life thinking about, oh my God, Chase posted that and I'm going to make fun of him in my head for two days. That's just not, it's not real life. Like be vulnerable because people just aren't paying that fucking much attention. And live your life, you know? And you never know who you will connect with. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea, like, uh, putting out the video about my hair when I when I had the hair transplant, hundreds of dudes, mm. hundreds of rocks that were dealing with the same shit. Yep. And hair's not growing. They're like, yo, tell me about this. And like, Guys never talk about stuff like that. Guys never talk about shit like that. So never. when you see it, you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. This guy has that problem too. And, like, 
even like I, I didn't even know David Beckham's had like a hair transplant was open about it had no idea about it but he's texting you about yeah, it yeah he texted me David. I was we, we went to the same place but right. it, it, it's just interesting it's interesting what happens when you put out the most authentic version of yourself and who ends up clicking with that and the messages and the trickle down effect of someone saying like oh dude like I had no idea you dealt with that in your family that yep. shit sucks and I'm dealing with that all the time right. and no one talks about it because everyone's life on social is so perfect and whatever that's what's so dope about this show though is we can just talk for yeah, baby. Yeah. hours you know you never you never uh never has like a end destination we can always keep going totally i also think you want to aim to move people through your content so jessica has a quote that says great content moves people it illuminates new ways of thinking doing and being it captivates people with humor audacity and potential controversy it motivates people to change their habits their relationships and their lives and i think the people with the strongest personal brands you're the most influenced by them because they're like super real that you want to be like them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like motivates you to like go out and get a pair of Ray-Bans and scratch them up because Casey Neistat did right. that. You want to be like Casey. Right. Get that boosted board. And even if you don't even like like how his sunglasses look, you're just like, he's cool. And so this must be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's really important. And it's also just a sign of a great personal brand. Going off of people not caring about you as much as you think they do. Mm -hmm. You also have to give people a reason to care, to tune into the content and care about what you're putting out online. Now, you got to figure out who you are and figure out why people should care. So that's who you are, right? If you don't feel like you have anything interesting to share about yourself, you got to go experience more life. Yeah. Become interesting. Exactly. You know? Scuff it. your knees, dude. Yeah, go scuff them up. Go do touch some, some grass. Go touch some grass. Touch some Get grass. out of the basement, touch some grass. Go on a little trip, save up your bread, go go study abroad, you yeah, know, dude. go go check out Europe, go get a cheap yeah, ticket to Europe, you know, fly on spirit. You know what my brother said? He said, um, studying abroad is really cool, but the best part is being able to tell girls about it at bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, dude. Yeah. And or make videos about it, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> such a Spencer thing. Yeah, such a Spencer thing. <laughs> it also takes a lot of time. One, knowing who you are as a person takes time. But two, like becoming an expert in whatever you want to talk about online takes time. A lot of the people that we look up to that have the strongest personal brands, you take a Casey Neistat, a Gary V, Ryan Sterhant, whatever these people that we're going to talk about in a little bit, mm -hmm. they're all older. They've all like experienced a lot of life in general. And they've also experienced a lot of life in their career and um, their work life. And they've also failed. And I yes. don't think I would listen to anyone's brand that hasn't fucking failed at it. That's because you true. just, that's when you learn and that's when you actually like, oh, you learn enough to actually write about it and to like give people advice because you're like, don't do this because I did that and I learned from it and now I do it like this and this is definitely better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like, you gotta have, if you're gonna give advice and if you're gonna like learn more about your personal brand, you do have to experience and you should take risks and you should try things. And then from those risks, you'll learn who you are and like what you can kind of bring and what value you can bring. So people will care. And it's all the way down to like how they talk, how they dress, how they edit their videos. Like all that comes into play. It's a personal brand. So it's personal to you. Casey's videos had no color grade. No None. sound design. No, it was just 
cuts and an amazing story and amazing cinematography. Like, you know what I mean though? You're right. You, and then you watch someone like say Peter McKinnon and it's like color graded very specifically. Um, and the audio is done very well. There's like J and L cuts and it's a totally different vibe of video, but right. both are great. Right. Both, both are great in their own different and ways. Both can be great at the same time. Exactly. You know? And so I think that people get too caught up in that is to their, they're pulling all these things from other people. It's like, yeah, what, what do you like? Cause that's, what's going to make other people gravitate towards you and see the things that you're doing, whether your work ethic, whether it be the job that you have, the things that you get to do, your beliefs, you know, those are all different things that people can latch on to. Totally. As humans, we're looking for connection, right? Yeah. Looking to connect with people, dude. Oh, that's great. Connection starts with a C. Mm. So Jessica in her book talks God, just about- Just the transition master Talks about mm. four Cs. Okay. So Chase, I want you to hit me with the first C. First C is Chase, dude. That is the best <laughs> C. Come on. Um, four Cs. First one, consistency. We've talked a lot about this already, but like pick your lane, your content types, your social channels, what you're looking to do, your tactics, who you are. And stick to it. Stay course versus jumping all over the place and being like, this is it. This is what you're going to get. I'm going to like build on this, but I'm going to be consistently giving you this. I also think people jump ship too quickly. Yeah. They'll try something, but not for long enough. Dude, you yeah. got to give it, I think, 100 videos. Yeah. 100 of them. Literally. Give it a good 100 and then you can be like, oh, okay, no one's resonating with this. Why are they not resonating with right. this? What's up with my watch time or mm -hmm. whatever? And then you can start to kind of change stuff up. I get too many people that DM me that have said like, yo, I've reached out to five people. It's like, dude, no shit. Right. No, no one's hit you up. That's right. five That's people. That's like an immediate family. Exactly. That's come, enough. come on, let's get, a, let's get 100 of them and we can start to see what it is that's wrong with your pitch. You said something interesting yesterday too while we were planning this out. You said the less you show up, the better the product needs to be. Absolutely, dude. You can't make one video a month yep. and it'd be mid and they'll be like, yo, you spent no all one cares. month. No one cares. You know. Yep. So I think that if you're going to show up once a week, Go really ham in making that video. Edit it really well. Have great color grade, whatever. All, all the whole nine yards. If if someone's showing up every day, I, I as a viewer expect far less from them for the quality at least that yeah. I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Because like, we get it. They're we people. get it. They're popes yeah. in every day. I'm like, this person has a life. I right. get it. You know, but at least they're giving me like a message or something. You know, lead with value. Right. And like I remember watching when I was pretty into like Sam Potter's YouTube, Captain Potter. Yeah. He would post a video like YouTube. once a month. Yes. But I'm like, this better be amazing. And it always fucking mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. Because it was once a month. So I'm like, if, if it was every day, I would expect way less. But it's once a month. So it better fucking rock. And he nailed it every time. Yeah. Every time he crushed it. Or like Tarantino, how often is he yeah. putting out movies? You know, once every year or two, you know, but if they that. fucking rock. Yeah. If that, probably yeah. less. Yeah. Okay, Braden, hit me with the second C. Next one is constancy. This is essentially just the frequency at which you show up at. So I, th I think also you don't need to tell your audience, yo, I'm posting daily. Just fucking do it. Yep. Just post daily. If that's yep. what you're going to do, just post daily. You Unless to, you're saying 30 for 30 yeah, challenge. Unless you're doing a 30 for 30 challenge and you're not going to mess it up. But like you don't have to, you don't have to do that. And I think a lot of the time, especially when you're a little rock, it sets you up for failure because You've never done the damn thing. Right. And then you say, I'm doing 30 days. And then you have class and you have a midterm and then you yeah. miss. And then people are like, dude, you're a liar. Yeah. You're and it sucks. Liar. And people don't like that. People don't like that. So, you know, make, just do it yourself. Do it at first. And then if you're like, ah, I can for sure do this for right. 30 days, then you can go ahead and like make your little announcement. But I, it, nothing's worse than a YouTuber that says they're doing uh, the, you know, the 30 days of December and then they miss on like day 14. Andreas Hem, love him. Always talks about, yeah. it. he's like, I'm going to come up with a weekly vlog. He's never done one. <laughs> he's, he's never, never even made one. So so good. He's, He's so, so good. good. He always does the announcement. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't do the announcement. Just do it. <laughs> His videos are so fucking good. So too. good. I but think... He's just a liar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Low key hurting his personal brand, maybe yeah. a little bit. I think also as humans, 
we are always overly optimistic as to how motivated we are going to be in the future. Totally. Tomorrow, I'm going to be waking up oh, at 5 a.m. because pumped. right now I could wake up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then you have a bad night's sleep. You eat something <laughs> weird. And you're like, nah. Alarm goes off. Yep. Fuck, give, that, me num- in bed. give me number three. Number three is clarity. Having an unmistakable, ownable, one-of-a-kind message in a crystal clear value proposition that you don't deviate from. Nice. Bars. Bars, dude. Bars. I do. So I, I have that in my bio. Helping creators make it happen. If you notice, oh. a, a lot of people have like their headline of what yeah. they do or who they help or what it is their business revolves around. Right. First line in their bio. So people, when they click on you, they'll be like, oh, like that's what this person does. And they can choose to stick around or to not. I remember when I was first starting making content, I was more so trying to be like an overall personality on YouTube and I would make videos about any and everything. But because I didn't have clarity as to like what my niche was or what I wanted to make videos about, even though I could make a video technically about anything, I was still like, I don't know what the fuck to make a video about. Because I didn't have the clarity as like now I have more of clarity being like, okay, the video that I'm going to put out today is going to be focused generally around photo video. Okay, what are the like the sub niches within photo video that I can talk about? And having that clarity allows me to stay more consistent with content because I have more video ideas. Right. Word. Yeah. And that kind of leads into the last C, which is commitment, you know, like keeping at it when life knocks you down, you know, when like you're too busy, when you're tired, when you're not feeling like doing it, that's commitment. It's keeping fucking with it and it's hard to do. And it kind of leads into all of these things. It kind of is like the through, the through driver of all these things. And you got to commit. If you're going to commit, you got to tell yourself. You don't have to tell anyone else, but you're going to tell yourself and you're actually going to do it. Don't leave yourself an out either. Like I, I, yeah. I had a friend, Abigail. Abigail was literally talking. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this the other day. She was like, when we get home from work or something or you're done with your job or whatever that day and you tell yourself you're going to go to the gym. Right. You get home 6.30, 7 o'clock. Oh, later than I thought. Five, whatever. Say yeah. six. Okay? No, 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 I'm saying, oh, but like, oh. that's what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're fucking exhausted. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is come in after you sit on the couch and get your ass back yeah. up and go to the gym. And so we were saying how you have to leave yourself like no out. And so I've started to pack my gym bag the day before. That's like biggest hack. And, in and the so world. I look at it and I'm like, you little bitch, yep. get to the gym. It's already dude. in the car. You got to get to the gym. It's already in the car. Exactly. And so even if you say you want to make personal content videos, okay, when you get home from work, you're going to be exhausted. I've seen a trend that a lot of these youtubers are doing now is they have like their 120d and their camera and their mic all on one light stand and so automatically they get home from work or whatever they get home from their whatever they're doing that day pull the thing over it's ready to go the audio is already done you just class click you just click the button and you're done so you want a little barrier to entry to actually do the damn thing as possible so set yourself up either you batch it on sunday or you shoot it on the wednesday whatever it is that's going to work for your process just try to make it as easy on yourself as possible so you can replicate it next thing is you aren't trying to reach everyone with your content And I think as someone personally, and this is probably just a big insecurity of mine, it's like, I just want everybody to like me. Mm. And that's just like not the case, but it shouldn't be that. Jessica has a quote that I like. She says, your vibe will attract your tribe. Love that. You're not trying to attract everybody. Nope. You're just not. Nope. And not everybody's going to like what you make, but some people will. And you want to find those people. 
Yeah, and I think our good friend Gary V. He talks a lot about he's he's a big hustler guy. He's like you got to work harder. Da da da. Really pisses a lot of people off. Really yeah. makes a lot of people very happy. Uh, you get both sides of the spectrum of. I, I sometimes read his comments. They're hilarious. Like people are like, "Yes, Gary, yes," and they're like, "Fuck you, dude. My kid's not going to college now because you're a piece of shit." And you you just get like both sides of that spectrum. The dude doesn't care. He's just gonna continue to post. It does not matter. He does not care about your opinion. And so many of the other people that we're gonna list down there in a sec. They don't care either. They're telling you your opinion. They do not care if you think yes or if you think no. They're just going to continue to blast it. And a lot of these people that have very strong personal brands, like they are showing up so consistently. And a lot of them have not a lot of things that they're actually talking about. Most of these people have like four, five, seven. They've read like three great books and they really Mm -hmm. recite these books a lot. I swear to God. Once you find those books, it'll start to make sense to you of like the things that a lot of people say. Um, But, you know, they're they're focusing on like a few core values that they believe and then everything else is just like whatever they do in a day and so it's kind of interesting once you really start to pay attention to it, what people are putting out you know what's crazy is i just realized that this is 900 megabytes read and write and that's crazy so lexar lexar dude another I, shout out to i didn't lexar. know it was that fast dude. i'm just zoning out i'm just zoning stuff. out dude great point Braden. but man 900 <laughs> megabytes read and dude. write phenomenal but it's, now that you stop zoning out take us to this exercise that you have listed yes. here. That's okay cool. so there's a few things i think it's really important that you take inventory of yourself you know from time to time is like figuring out who you are right so questions that you can ask yourself are it's from our girl jessica from our girl jessica what do i want people to truly know me for do these topics enhance and elevate my professional expertise or detract from it? Do these things convey a full human story or just a professional one? What is my true depth of knowledge and or passion about these topics? Could I talk about these topics in the long term? And what is sacred and private? She has this exercise called the personal brand hologram framework. And I did it myself because I wanted to take inventory and take my personal brand to the next level. So tell me what you got, Kosas. Tell me, give me, give me your breakdown real okay. quick. So, well, I'm going to tell you what it oh, is what and then I'm going to break okay, it down okay. for you. Okay. So number one is the headline. Now the headline is the all encompassing encapsulated definition of you. Think of it as your slogan. If your life was a book and your name was the title of your book, your headline would be the subtitle. Chase by day, Batman by night. Love it. Chase, yep. come yep. on, dude. Good stuff. I knew you would crush that. Okay, number two is your four brand pillars. If you want to be a thought leader, you cannot talk about 25 different things online, like you were saying, Braden. Four is the sweet spot. It's small enough to achieve that clarity and large enough to demonstrate the breadth of your humanness. This is how to find your four brand pillars. What are the things I care about the most? What are things I could talk about endlessly? What are things that demonstrate my expertise in my humanity? Do these topics enhance and elevate my professional expertise or detract from it? And number three is like the sub sub bullet is the unique insights, the specific nuances, beliefs, and points of view within each brand pillar that are unique to you based off of your one of a kind self experience. Ways to figure out your unique insights are what are your core beliefs about this topic? What are you against? What are your flaws? What have you learned about it? So give me your little yes. guidebook that you, we made okay. last get, night. Okay, get specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some specific. So mine is educating and inspiring others to create better content and live a more fulfilled and meaningful life. Now, the second part, haven't been doing as much of, <laughs> but I want that to be part of my personal brand. I feel like that. I'm doing a good job of, you know, educating and yeah, inspiring yeah, yeah. maybe the content creators, but we're, I'm gonna teach you guys how to live a more meaningful and fulfilled life. So my four brand pillars are photo and video, 
podcast, fitness, and lifestyle. Now, my subsections within those are for photo and video, educating others how to take better photos and create better videos, making cool shit and showing off my work, and talking about gear and tech. Okay, for podcast, we have our guest episodes and conversations. We have the Rock community. Shout out. We have a Discord Shout now, out. link in bio. Yep. And um, the three of ours, you know, creator wisdom and life experience. Love it. Now for number three, we got fitness, which is my gym progress. Me Slowly but surely. Me somewhere. getting a lot bigger than Braden. Gotta start somewhere. Um, my fitness activities outside of the gym and then food and supplements I consume. Great cook. And then number four is lifestyle. So we have travel, mindset and positivity and my Los Angeles experiences. Um, and those are kind of my breakdowns. So now like when I go into making content, it's a lot easier because I'm like, okay, what pillar does this fit under? And like, how can I talk about it? Yeah, and does this align? Do I have to post this? Does exactly. this make sense to like make content around? Because is it aligned with what I've decided why I want this to be, what I want to share on the internet? It can also evolve. Totally. You don't have to be pigeonholed yeah. into the one, you know, like I was fitness and then now it's camera stuff and it it's going to change a ton. So yeah. don't, you're like, you're supposed to grow and evolve in life. You're not supposed to just stay stagnant. So right. it's okay to completely shift. Like I, I saw uh, this guy that I follow, his name's Ty Rogers, really successful, really, really good DPs, amazing. And he was saying like six years ago, he was a baseball coach at Indiana. And now he's like, really? oh, wow. Now he's a DP. That's and crazy. And so just completely 180 yeah. shifted his life. And now he's like, oh, he. I think he played baseball in college, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Then started coaching there. And now he's like, fuck it, I'm going to be like the best DP now. That's such a crazy move. It's crazy. But I, I also think that people, uh, people forget that that is possible. You can legit just say, fuck it, and completely shift yep. to 180. Um, and our parents' generation, this was not a thing. People over the age of... 40 ish i would say like when i talked to my dad i remember back in the days like you're gonna do the video thing what the i don't even right. think my dad still knows he's like right so <laughs> you race horses <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny because like in their world it was never that way it was like always either you you get out of high school and you start yep. working immediately and you pick your craft and you stay there forever and then yep. you retire at 60 or whatever the other one was you go to college you get in the career and you stay there forever those you go are, to you go to deloitte and you worked there for those, 40 years those are the yep. two options you know and so now it, at, with the internet at our fingertips, you have the opportunity to literally 180 shift. You could learn design at 50. Mm -hmm. You could swap and do, you know, be in a completely different space. And so I think that people need to not marry the thing. Like even when I went to Cal Poly slow for my visit in high, in high school, I was a senior. I get in that room. First of all, GPA requirement, way too high. Got to <laughs> bring that down. So we, we left after <laughs> the, that. the guy I said the that. GPA requirement right off the bat. We walked out, nice, me and my nice, mom, because nice, nice. we weren't getting in there. But what he said right after that, as we're walking out, was that whatever major you pick, you have to marry it. And you cannot change it. What? Cal Poly slow. Yeah. Stupid. <sighs> Boo. Boo. Um, and that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. You are allowed to change what it is that you're interested in. And that promotes, I think, a horrible culture. So please don't believe like all the things that these fucking massive conglomerates are telling you're you. You're never stuck. No, dude, never. And sometimes you take a few steps back, like Braden at the gym. Oh, you get smaller. Oh, you, like, you, don't have, you don't have to be afraid of like, you know, you're talking about like staying stagnant. You've been stagnant for a while. You're kind of like going backwards a little you know, bit. I was, it's okay, dude. I look you're an so, inspiration to everybody. I look so ripped right now. <laughs> it's not even I was fun. Driving, I was driving, when I was driving from Minnesota to LA, actually, um, 
it's going through Wyoming and it's interesting like the the topography there there's a lot of like um plateaus and I just see Braden you know <laughs> <laughs> just on them dude anyways people let's talk about people <laughs> give me some people dude so th- these people that we're gonna that we're gonna list below i want you to note when you go peep their social channels they lead with value they're yep. giving you something with their content and the first one i'm gonna start out with is our good buddy christo met him a long time ago in santa monica getting a burger but chris is is a designer by trade he owns the company blind it was an ad age or is a design firm it was located here i believe in venice or santa monica i can't remember but it's in it's from la la based and he had a very successful design firm and he was like you know what we're gonna shift this business model and he started to educate people and teach people about business and all these things that he's learned over you know his time as a designer and leading this firm and he shifted his content completely so changed the design firm and switched completely to like an education model where he shares his experiences with people. He coaches younger creatives. He helps people transform their businesses. And his content is very shareable. And he talked about, uh, there was a period of time where he couldn't hit 100,000 followers. He just wasn't mm-hmm. growing. And he was like, you know what? We're going to lead with very shareable content that is value-based. And so he started making these very elaborate carousels and He's a cheat code. He's a designer. He's really good at making right. shit look pretty. And so he would have like these five slide, seven slide carousels of like, hey, this is how to charge more for your design work. And they give you actionable steps that weren't just Fugazi. I fucking hate the Fugazi guys, yeah. dude. Fugazi, They're like, Fugazi, get you over need, it. You need to think bigger. I'm like, shut up. Give us right. actual advice that's yeah. going to help us. So giving actionable advice and it was very savable stuff and stuff that could be sent. And so when you think about your content, I can usually tell if something of mine is going to do really well because it'll get great shares and that first mm. couple hours and I'm like oh dang okay this one didn't resonate this was more of just something that no one saw in like this like right. this wasn't shareable and didn't give them like an actual piece of value so think about that when you're sh- I know you have something stupid to say I'll let that's you just, say it that's such cat because every morning I come out or brain comes out I'm making breakfast he goes dude I could have sworn that one was going to the fucking moon flopped again <laughs> hey you know you gotta have confidence. <laughs> I gotta take a bats. You gotta take a bats. Consistency. I gotta, though, I gotta take baby. ABs, dude. I gotta take. You gotta. ABs. You gotta take swings at the guy, and you're when you're in the boxing ring, kind of like our next guy's motto: jab, 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 right hook. You I don't. Know, I don't watch any Gary V ever. <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, one of the titles to Gary's books. I think that something that Gary does really well is he's giving you out a ton of shit like every single day, and so he had this motto that's like jab, 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 right hook. So give, give, give. And then he has something to sell you at the end. All all of these people have something mm. to sell you. I want to make note of this. I, I think that this is interesting when people do this, but they all have something to sell you. Every single right. personal brand is selling something. And I think a lot of people get twisted and they're like, oh, I don't want to be salesy. That's like how you're going to live. You're going to live off of selling something, whether it's a physical product, whether it's a digital product, or whether it's something that is in real life. Like there's something that you're going to have to sell to the people that follow you. It is not uh, in any way salesy. I think, I think people get, it's like, yes, I am selling something, but it happens to be a part of the thing that like we're building. You know what I'm saying? I think selling products online or selling anything really can sometimes get a bad rap because Mm -hmm. it comes off as maybe like scammy with like online courses. Yeah, definitely. It's only scammy if you're fucking scamming people and it's not of value. And you're not providing them something. If you're genuinely providing someone value and you're going to make their lives better or easier or help them, you know, achieve whatever goal they're setting after, like you're almost doing them a disservice by not selling them something. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're getting them jobs at fucking Cal's Women's Come Division. On. Come on, dude. Good Come work. on, baby. I'm proud of you, dog. And 
I also think that if you're listening to this and you're thinking about maybe investing money into a course, but you're like, ah, maybe it costs a little bit too much money, or you're like, should I invest my money into like something else that somebody's uh, selling online? You're either gonna pay for it in the form of money or the time totally. that mm-hmm. you're gonna spend learning it yourself. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great point. And I think Gary is a, is a great example. Like his personal brand is so freaking strong. This guy, like if you talk to someone that does watch his stuff, they'll be immediately able to, oh dude, he came from Belarus and he came to right. New York and he's grinding, he's made this agency. Like they know his his spark note of like his life story, that little tiny like phrase. Like instantly. Instantly, you know? And so he he's constantly recycling old content too. I I think that something important to know that I think he does really well is his team is always constantly testing and learning new ideas for why the algorithm is working in a current way. So something I noticed he's doing right now um, that we'll start seeing, and once he starts doing it, ESPN starts doing it. Bleach Report starts doing ah. it. It trickles all the way down the line. Uh, you see it earlier this year. People were leading with a shit photo. ESPN was doing this, leading with a blurry photo, and then the video is next, trying to drive Weird. engagement. Yeah. And so Gary, what I noticed he's doing now is he's starting with a meme. And so it's like some sort of meme and then a video in the carousel. And just to hopefully get people to stick around longer, maybe interact with it more, I'm not quite sure on the strategy yet, but I like to watch what these bigger players do because it ends up trickling down all the way down to all the other different social accounts. And Gary is interesting because he's not specifically talking to a direct age group. It's like, oh, this would work for a 12 year old, but this would also, he's talking to 50 year olds at the same time. So he's kind of like bringing all of his life experience and all of his business experience and speaking to all of these different types of people, which is interesting because I feel like it's expanded in the last two to five years. You also have to remember that like nobody knew who the fuck Gary V was until he was what, like 40, I think he said like 40. Yeah. Right. So if you think about like, he's had 40 years of life experience, business experience that now he can draw on to pull into his content. He's not just like spewing stuff as an 18 year old, right quote unquote entrepreneur like he lives it he actually has vayner media which is like a multi-million dollar ad agency or production company whatever it is um i also think something that he does interesting he does like the garage sailing content Mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with like his business that's just something he's like truly passionate about and he's found a way to incorporate it into his content and now it's part of his personal brand and he's created like a whole movement around it yeah it's it's funny yeah he's literally had people make six figures from garage selling and flipping couches yeah that's sick which is nuts it's also interesting too because gary's personal content um really like if someone that's high up at say a big brand let's say like a coca-cola or something and they're like yeah i resonate with this dude they're gonna go do business with vayner and instead of that that like free content that's a now a 15, $20 million deal because they just saw his content. They resonate with it. And I guarantee he talks about it all the time, but there's so many execs that find his stuff and like, dude, I like what you said about the kids. Like I have a kid too. And they're like, now, now we're working with Vayner. And so it's interesting where their personal brands end up funneling business for them. It might not be in the form of like I was telling you, it's not him selling something directly. It might be, oh, I resonate with this. And now I am in charge. I'm the vice president at this company. Let's go work with Vayner because I think they're doing really good stuff for Gary's brand. So it doesn't just have to be you physically transacting to a consumer. It could be B2B. It doesn't just need to be, you know, B2C. Totally. Another thing Gary does is that you mentioned this. He talks about like a few things but over and over and over again. And I think when you go into content, like I've fallen into this trap of like, oh, I've already talked about that. I can't make a video about that again. It's like, 
No, these people are talking about the same things. They're just kind of like repackaging it and right. and telling you it in a different way. Um, so you want to also keep that in mind is like, not everything you say online or every piece of content that you put out has to be like this new found thing and it doesn't have to be something you never said before it can be something you've said before just maybe package it in a different way our next guy is someone i i really look up to big pete peter big mckinnon pete. another guy that came on that's lived a whole life before he became a youtuber you know he was like a professional photographer filmmaker did all the magician all, magician he's tried and failed at a ton of things and he became you know he's a fucking expert and then he became a youtuber when he was older with a family and everything and he's fucking great because he's like clearly an incredible photographer, videographer, like could be famous for just being a great photographer, videographer, but also just has a great fucking personality and like shines it through and gives you tutorials and gives you like fun personality updates that is just beautifully shot because he's so fucking talented and it's so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And he he's done a great job. Like I, I think one thing of Peter McKinnon is his branding crushes, dude. It's this dark, moody, mm -hmm. use a lot of dark blacks. And if you notice, I went and dove deep on his thumbnails. If his face isn't in the thumbnail, it's still easily recognizable totally. as a Peter McKinnon thumb. He either has his, uh, he has very unique tattoos. So he's mm -hmm. got sleeves on both arms and it like, Traditionally, if you were working like a regular job, you probably don't have sleeves on both right. arms. He's like this sick photographer and his uh, he has a brand that has like a, the logo of like a pirate uh, pirate like skull yeah. on it kind of thing. And if you go look at the stuff that's on that brand's page, it's like very synonymous with the look of his feet. Totally. And so you kind of have this like this this crisscross of, oh, this is a brand, but then Pete's still woven into it. Mm -hmm. I think he does a really good job of, of branding himself and just having this very specific look over all of the different things that he puts out, whether it's a backpack, whether it's uh, a knife or something or an ND with, filter, an ND filter. Yeah. Shout out Polar Pro. Uh, it just depends, you know, so it's really cool to see all of uh, his webbing kind of going to all of his different brands. I have a hot take. Sorry. Tell me. Oh, I have a hot oh, take oh, for you. Oh, oh, me. Question for both of you. I thought it was just him. You were saying how his photography is good enough to where he could be like a famous photographer charging a lot for his work. Yeah, I think so. I almost feel like because he's this like well-known like YouTuber within the photography space, he almost is would not be able to charge as much and become like a true like famous photographer for, for his work. What yeah, do you think? It almost being a YouTuber almost takes away from like the mystique of the artist. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it, it almost like de not devalues you because obviously he makes a shit ton of money doing other shit. But it doesn't, it takes away a tiny bit of legitimacy for like the work itself because you're like, oh, you're just a personality that can do this. Less of yes. like a, you're just like this mysterious, incredible photographer, like a Peter yeah. Lick or whatever the fuck. Um, or like an Annie Leibowitz. Like if Annie yeah. Leibowitz had a YouTube channel, it yeah. kind of makes her work less mysterious and like beautiful. Like you don't put in a magazine, you wouldn't put a YouTuber's photo in a museum right you just kind of wouldn't yeah unless it was like a youtube museum which is weird and it's weird to think about oh, that weird is thought weird process. yeah you could still be so badass at your thing and yeah you think that it kind of like it just, not brings it down as a correct word but yeah i'm trying to find that word but it does make it just it feels more accessible maybe yeah and so that makes it and with art makes you kind of feel less good because you want it to be more uh not elusive but more god what's the word that i'm looking for where you just can't buy it like more scarce yeah like, or like yeah yeah huh. scarce huh. i don't know that's just an interesting like a thought, thought. it is an interesting thought like, we should I'm talk gonna, to peter about this if i'm gonna buy a photo like a print to put in my house my first thought isn't going to peter mckinnon yeah. even though he might He's have badass. a banger photo yeah oh interesting i agree wow wild i think well who's this guy that we have next up 
He's really taken the space by seeing you can't not see this dude's face. Alex Hermosi. He's a master of business, dude. This guy is master a, of business. <laughs> master of business. He's uh he owns acquisition.com and he gives a lot of practical business advice. Um, a lot of tips and you know, people getting into business. It's also interesting because Alex says something that I think is funny. He says, I don't have anything to sell you, but he does have something to sell you. He's there to buy your company once it makes over five million dollars. He wants to partner with you and kind of take mm-hmm. it to ten million plus. Uh, and I I've I wanted to bring that up because earlier I think that it's interesting. Like a lot of a lot of people are like, oh no, like this person doesn't have something to sell you. They all do. All of these people have something, you know, that they're that is a part of their business. And so Alex is giving very practical tips um, to help grow businesses. And then hopefully he hopes one day to partner with you as you you know become a bigger rock in the in right. the world of of that. So it's very interesting. He's also not a content creator. He's not using a camera himself. He basically hired like a whole team. He made a shitload of money. He's like, all right, fuck it. Let's go ham on content. I'm just going to, you know, hire the best guys and pay a lot of money and crank out a ton of content. And he's on record saying that he paid, I think, $100,000 to meet with Grant Cardone. And Grant Cardone told him, compare how much I'm putting out content to you. He's like, it's just output. He So he goes, once I heard that, I was like, all right, fucking going even harder and I'm putting out 10 times as much content and the growth was crazy. We've also seen that with ourselves. Like once we started posting a lot more clips, like our social media growth has been exponential to what it was before when we were posting one clip a day versus like three to four clips a day. It's also crazy that you paid a hundred grand for that information that you can get right here at the 505 (laughs) podcast. Okay. Sponsored by Lexar. You got to look at all of these different people have different pros and cons of the things that they do for like Alex was a born salesman. He said he talks about that a lot. He grew up selling and literally called calling thousands of people and trying to sell them gyms. And so he got really good at being on camera, really confident at speaking. And so that stuff shines through his content. He's really good public speaker. And he, this dude doesn't give a fuck. He talks about, he's like, I'm wearing like this wife beater and these jorts. Cause I don't care. Does it, my fashion does not matter to me. What matters to me is the things that I'm telling you. I don't want you to focus on like the clothes I'm wearing. Um, and he just wears like a nasal strip and like a hat always. He's like his uniform. Um, and so I think, I think it's interesting and him and his wife are a very powerful duo in the content and marketing space. They've made a lot of noise in these last six to 12 months on YouTube, as well as on TikTok. You, you're seeing their face if you're in that, in that world. So it's interesting. I was listening to an Alex Hermosi podcast and he was saying how people will give him the excuse of like, oh, well, it's easy for you to make content because you're so like unique. Like you wear these like interesting clothes and everything, whatever. And he goes, well, like you could too. You're just a little self-conscious to go against the grain. Right. You know, everybody who has a strong personal brand is unique because they're willing to go against the grain. You're not looking at someone and be like, oh, they have a great personal brand because it's just like the guy next to him. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's personal. It's it's personal to you. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be willing to go against the grain. It's interesting, too, because we're seeing these creator brands start to make waves in the physical space, not just yeah, online, right. right? We got, I walk into 7-Eleven, Mr. Beast Feastables is right there at they're the dank. checkout. They're dank they're good. too. Yeah, oh, they're really? fire. I should try them. It's fire. Um, are you lactose fella? No, I eat lactose. Okay. I love I'm, just lactose. Ma- I'm just checking, just double checking the tummy. Oh, yeah. um, but they got that. You walk, also walk into 7-Eleven, Prime is now littered on the shelves. Right. You can't walk in where and not see that brand. And I think what's interesting is there's this huge shift, like, also a guy that I really love is Danny Gervitz. He's a mm-hmm. YouTuber. Yeah. And he was like, it's going to be a pain in my ass to ride the ranks of Hollywood and eventually make, you know, be a director and right. film this movie. 
or I can crowdfund it. I can band together with other YouTubers who I know and get funding for this film. I think they raised like 220K, which is not a lot for a movie. Mm -hmm. And they made this like badass film and I believe it's in a bunch of festivals and whatnot. It's called, I think, Don't Be Sick or something like that. But amazing to see that that's the route that he took. So like grow his personal brand, connect with these people. He's teaching people filmmaking. And he's like, yeah, I want to make a movie. Like who wants to support right. five bucks? Hell yeah. I'm like, Danny, you've taught me so much. I'm going to don't, I think right. I, I'm pretty sure I donated to his little thing, but he's like, you know, take, you know, takes uh, all these different people are doing things and I see them starting to disrupt brands that have been around for like hundreds of years. Like you take the candy industry, a YouTuber that I know, his name is Max Chunin. Uh, he had this, this company called Sour Strips. And I guess last year in 2022, Two, it did $15.9 million in wow. revenue. And you think of going up against other candy brands, like those companies don't change. Laffy right. Taffy, like nerds, they're staying the same. You go to the shelves, Lay's, all the chip brands, they're the same. They haven't changed since we were kids. And I think that it's interesting because these YouTube uh, creators are making space in industries that people said you can't make you can't make space in. Right. You can't do this. Like you, there's not room to be made and they're just kind of nesting in and squishing a little people to the side. And to make $16 million from a candy brand is crazy. Crazy. Dude. Great. Cause I'm assuming his revenue was it $16 million for his YouTube channel or for anything else that he was making. Right. Which is insane to think about. Yeah. And like even this is a little separate, but like every time I go to the comedy store, Dobrik's, the pizza company or whatever is right there, you know? And I always, I'm like, oh, there's, you know, I get to tell people that I'm taking to the comedy store. There's David Dobrik's pizza company. And it's right there. People are always eating there. Have you had it? No, I haven't had it. I don't think they have gluten-free crust, baby. Ridiculous. Then maybe they do. I haven't tried it. Maybe I should, but he's, he's doing it. He's taking a stab at the pizza industry. That's Mm -hmm. kind of fun. Yeah. It's interesting. And I think that we're going to see a lot more creators making waves into physical products. You got Chamberlain coffee. A lot of people are pushing for it. And it's, it's amazing because, you know, we as consumers, like I, I, I'm buying that Mr. Beast fucking thing. I'm buying it over Hershey's now. Right. I'm I'm at least going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a run. And so it's really interesting. So I, I, I think that this is the time for our good friend Keon's quote. Rock nation. How we feeling? Episode 81. Love when it's just the boys. So fun. So funny. They just flow. And this quote is for everyone trying to build their personal brand, get their big break, get that next big jump of excitement. The quote is from Denzel Washington. And it is, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, sooner or later, you're going to get a haircut. So keep pushing, baby. Let's fucking get it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 81 of the 505 pod. If you're still here, please hit that subscribe button join the discord down below leave a like and go grab yourself a lexar memory card we'll see you guys all next week peace